Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, And binge on those videos, which which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. On today's episode of Trade Show University, we continue to talk about virtual, taking those live events, those trade shows, those conferences, those events, and bringing them online. And today's guest is amazing. He's got experience working with huge brands like Bose and Samsung, and he's going to be dropping some amazing tips on how to do things effectively and hit that one really critical topic of going live. What does it mean to go live? It's scary to go live, but it is so worth it. So we're going to talk about that amongst a bunch of other things. So let's do it. Welcome to Trade Show University, the ultimate resource for marketers, planners, and business owners looking to create results, increase revenue, and maximize their ROI for upcoming trade shows. We'll help you navigate the complexities of trade shows, set the right goals, find true success, and get the most out of each experience for you and your team. It's time to get your PhD in ROI with your host, the man with over 25 years of trade show experience, Jim Cermak. Welcome back to another episode of Trade Show University. I am your host, Jim Cermak, and I know we're here in the summer semester at the university, but man, it has been downright hot here in Cleveland, Ohio. It's uh, like I, I like to refer to it. It's steel drum weather. I am a huge fan of steel drum music, and uh, this, is the, this is the kind of weather I expect uh, when I'm hearing that music, but I don't hear any steel drums today, so. but it is hot, but I really, really, let's keep up the heat. Let's give up the heat, and I've got a great guest today who I know is just going to bring a ton of value and a lot of great information on trends and uh, especially how that the whole trade show and live event industry has gone virtual. And that is, uh, for the foreseeable future, that is going to be the main vehicle of, uh, for companies and associations, organizations, getting their information across and making opportunities happen is going to be virtual. So we're going to be tapping into that topic quite a bit today. And, but I'm really, really excited to introduce our guest, Ben Thomas. Ben currently serves as the Senior Director of Publishing for Market Scale. The market scale is a B2B publisher and strategic marketing firm, which oversees 16 publications. He has over a decade of award-winning experience in virtual direction and media creation for large-scale events, over-the-top and live streaming platforms, marketing, network television, and even social media. Just he, he does it all. A lot of hats he's wearing there. Ben decided on his career path at the age of seven and to date has led some of the most influential brands in the world, including Bose, Samsung, and Segway to billions of content interactions. It's billions with a B. He is a huge hockey fan and a former contestant and a current fan of Family Feud. Former contestant, I got to find out about that. Ben resides in Dallas, Texas. And Ben, welcome to Trade Show University and say hello to all the trade show warriors out there. 
Jim, thanks for the introduction. That was uh, that was that was a pretty nice and extensive one too. I appreciate you, you giving the whole backstory there, but I'm, I'm excited to be on. You know, it's a topic I'm wildly, wildly passionate about, especially right now. This is something that that I've been doing for the last ten or so years, uh, and I'm really, really excited to uh, to kind of share my knowledge with you guys. Awesome. Thank you so much again. Thanks for coming on. Uh, but before we get started, there, I've got to find out. Age of, the age no i want to find out about the age of oh, seven great. what did you determine at the age of seven that has led you to where you are today so yeah i, I will say that everybody always leads with family feud so i'm glad you didn't start there but uh no so i i it's kind of a funny story uh i like to tell everybody that i uh, uh got to interact with about it so i was i was actually watching reruns of the thriller music video uh, on halloween night i remember it very very vividly in oh our, my gosh, in our yeah. uh, back room and i said i said to myself i i want to do that uh so uh that it, you know it wasn't necessarily music videos it wasn't necessarily film but that was kind of my aim you know so i, I was able from that point forward really to kind of have a vision going into the future of you know i, I want to learn all the principles of of you know video production i volunteered at church i volunteered everywhere i could uh, to kind of learn as much as I can, went to school for it, uh, freelance for a long time and, you know, ended up uh, jumping into the uh, advertising marketing B2B space uh, about six or seven years ago. And, you know, I'm really, really passionate about helping people, um, specifically brands uh, that, that are traditionally a little bit more underserved, kind of um, learn some of these principles that I've been able to kind of acquire over the years, whether it's, you know, about entertainment or, or, you know, video distribution, live events, things like that. So it's, it's really, really been a passion of mine literally since I was a kid. Uh, and I really, I, I mean it honestly, it's something I have been passionate about for a long, long time. But how cool is it that you were able to do it? And not only that, but how much has the industry changed and the technology changed even in the past decade has just uh, enabled so many companies, large and small, to do things they were never to have been able to do back in the year in the days of Thriller, when that yeah. was you know <laughs> that was a multi million dollar production and it was awesome and I remember yeah. that vividly. Uh, I'll date myself. I was in I was in high school when that came out and I just remember that was like the coolest thing <laughs> ever. And but yeah, that so to have that lead to your passion and lead to today, where now you're working with some of the biggest brands on the planet. Just amazing. Just amazing. Great for you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's neat because you mentioned that technology has changed, but uh, the principles haven't. And that's one of the things that we've been able to kind of grab onto. And, and you realize that, you know, no matter what piece of technology enables you to do certain things, whether it's live streaming, video distribution, TV distribution, or over the internet, uh, the principles are the same, right? It's all about engagement. It's about communication. It's all about education. So uh, you're able to kind of apply all of those uh, trends going into the next 50, 60 years whenever, you know, hey, we're, we're probably one touch away from broadcasting to anybody's phone at any given time. So uh, as long as we can keep kind of hold on our, on our core principles, we can uh, accomplish our goals. Very cool. Yeah. And, and you're so right. It, it's all about the engagement. It's all about connecting with the person on the other end of the screen. Uh, no matter what screen that is, no matter how big or small that screen is, it's about the engagement because we've all seen some amazing, amazing technology or amazing videographic uh, cinematography and, and we yawn and, and tune out if it's not engaging, if it's not, exactly. if, if it's not uh, you know, really reaching the audience. So that, that is where someone like you and, and the experience, and, and I love the fact that you're, you're holding on to those core values, those core beliefs that 
it's really all about connections and all about engaging. So tell, tell me a little bit about market scale and where, what are you seeing right now? I mean, obviously uh, with this show, with this podcast, we're all about the live events and we're all about trade shows, conferences, expos. What is market scale seeing in that world and uh, maybe some of the trends that are happening? Absolutely. So, so market scale serves traditionally B2B uh, companies and brands. That includes everything from your industrial manufacturing to construction, all the way up to software and tech and 5G. But, uh, you know, one of the great things about working with B2B partners is that you're actually able to kind of observe all industries at once, right? We're not a hyper-focused, uh, you know, on uh, whether it's IoT, we're not hyper-focused on retail, but we're able to kind of uh, spread our net wide and take principles from, you know, maybe something in software and technology and bring it to the construction and engineering uh, vertical uh, and, and, you know, kind of merge those, those, those two different styles. But one of the things we're seeing, especially now, uh, is the shift to uh, virtual events. Obviously, uh, coronavirus is something that's, that's an inhibitor right now, but I like to say that coronavirus wasn't necessarily anything other than gasoline for this. This is a trend that's been happening for, you know, five, 10, maybe even 15 years at this point. And, and we, we've been guiding a lot of our uh, partners to the virtual event, to the live broadcast world, to the content creation world, uh, because it's, it's a transition that we've frankly seen, seen coming for a long time. Uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge now for, uh, brands are a little bit more behind the eight ball because one of the things they don't realize is that every company now, regardless of what you do, what, what, you know, vertical you're in, what industry you're in, every company is a media company. Uh, whether that's we're creating stuff for Facebook, whether that's we're creating podcasts, videos, or we're doing broadcasts, everybody has to have some sort of media presence now to be sustainable. Um, and it's, it's a challenge, you know, frankly, for a lot of our B2B partners, B2B can tend to be a little bit more old school. So we, we do have to kind of guide our clients and guide our partners uh, to that uh, world. A lot of them are a little bit more uncomfortable with it, but, but we see verifiable and quantifiable results. And over and over again, you know, our, our, some of our more reluctant clients are the ones who see the biggest gains. So, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm really passionate about uh, is guiding uh, not only our partners, but the industry in general to, especially right now, jumping into some of these virtual events, jumping into some of this content. Uh, and allowing them really to communicate better with their audiences. I love that perspective that you said every company is a media company because it's so true. It is so true. I, I talk to people. I, I've been in my career, most of my career has been B2B. And you're so right that they're usually a typically a little more old school, especially in the manufacturing sector where they're, they're selling to other companies, they're selling to other businesses, and, and they just don't, they didn't have the need to be all that savvy. But today, with the technology and where their, their customers are, they're all online. And how are you communicating? So I, I challenge everyone that's listening it's, is to think of yourself that way, that you're not a manufacturer, you're not a service company, you're not, you're a media company. And how are you presenting? Think about the best commercials that you've ever seen. You know, if you need some, uh, if you need some examples, go back to some of the Super Bowl ads over the years that have been your, some of your favorites. And how do they communicate? How do they engage? And I'm not saying that you need to be doing having, you know, hiring Beyonce to, to do your social media posts, but, uh, but 
what can you be doing? So great, uh, great insight there about every company is a media company because yeah, well, that is one not of something the, people think about. One of the examples that I like to use too, and, and it kind of, it kind of uh, is one of those things that I pitch to somebody who's a little bit more in the old school mindset is you look at a company like Oracle, right? Who is almost as hyper B2B as it gets. Oracle and Cisco and guys like that who are, are very much Silicon Valley, very much tech, very much B2B. Mm -hmm. They bought the naming rights for an arena, right? You want to think about something non-traditional. That's something uh, that, a, that that company specifically did that was completely out of their market, right? They, you know, right. at the time they sponsored the Golden State Warriors uh, arena, but you know, traditionally you're going to see more of your American Airlines, a lot of your uh, consumer facing products, but you know, find ways as a B2B company uh, to differentiate yourself. And the easiest and most, and the most effective way to do that right now is through content creation. So uh, I love uh, kind of giving examples like that, that that get people a little bit out of that uh, stuck in the mud mindset. That's a challenge then. Ben, okay, Ben just threw down the challenge <laughs> to think differently and think outside the box. And, and you're 100% you're right. Before Oracle Arena, most people would never have even been able to, unless you were in the BDB space or you were in the, you know, the tech space, you wouldn't have known what Oracle was or what even they did or even heard of Oracle or you may have heard of, but had no clue. But now, yeah, they, they made a huge splash with a big investment, but made themselves a household name. So that's, that's they, they also tied themselves to a great team. So there, <laughs> that didn't there's hurt. some luck in that, but Hey, you know, it was, it was something different and it ended up paying out for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so with the, with the trends that you're seeing, with the trends that you're seeing out there, what would you say, what would be some, maybe some tips for some of the, some of the B2B companies out there that are listening, maybe some of the smaller or mid-sized B2B, maybe they're, you know, I don't, I don't imagine I have a lot of uh, real huge, you know, multi-billion dollar companies that are listening to this yet, but they will be <laughs> as soon as they hear that you're a guest on it. But uh, uh, what, would, what would be some tips for, for them to take advantage of maybe some of the trends and uh, to be able to transition to where they can be more effective? So I'm, I'm going to stick on the uh, quote unquote virtual event for a minute that really seems to be uh, a topic of question that I get a lot, that we get a lot at market scale, uh, both from our partners and, and industry insiders. You know, one of the things that we're seeing with the virtual event is that a lot of companies are trying to replicate trade shows, uh, whether that's the walk-up experience where you can click, you can talk to a salesperson and, you know, uh, see, see an exhibit. And look, I'll be the first to tell you that I understand it. I get it because you've got sponsorship liabilities that you have to cover and you want to replicate something that's familiar to people. But I respectfully, I, I reject a lot of that. I think that that's one of the most disengaging things that you could do for your business, especially online. Because if you think about your online user, your online user has probably 500x the distractions that they would at a normal trade show. At a normal trade show, somebody's taking the week off, they're there for three or four days. You know, if you're in Vegas, someone's out comfortable having a good meal, going out to a nice lunch, coming, you know, has a little bit more money they're willing to spend and got some more free time. Uh, but if somebody's online, uh, their kids coming in the room, they've got to go to soccer practice, their dog just, you know, peed on the carpet or, <laughs> or something like that, right? So there are so many more distractions outside of the, the online distractions, right? We've got pop-up tabs, we've got banners, we've got sound playing. You're now one click of an X away from completely losing somebody. So 
once we get somebody on a landing page, whether that's for a virtual event, whether that's watching a piece of content, we've got to keep them engaged. And that's the mindset that uh, market scale and myself uses, right? So one of the ways that we do that, and really one of the ways that we recommend to most of our partners is through live broadcast. Uh, that's, that statistically is one of the best ways to engage your audience. And it's a great way to create meaningful content that you can use beyond the event. So I'll use an example. Uh, we just actually did a, a live game show for one of our partners. Something that traditionally you, you wouldn't have even thought about for a B2B company. Not only did we do a live broadcast for them instead of their trade show presentation, but we made it fun and we made it special. And we, we used their distributors to come on a game show and we had some fun. We gave away prizes. Uh, and we had an audience interaction piece where the audience was actually allowed or able to play uh, in real time with us. So that's one of the ways that we're kind of trying to change this narrative of, you know, here's a virtual trade show. You've got to walk in the front door and click on this and talk to this salesperson. That idea in my mind is completely out the window for the short term. Uh, you know, you've got to engage people when they're on their, when they're on your site uh, and you've got to give them something that's meaningful and uh, impactful for them. 100% agree. And if you think about it, anyone who's been to a trade show <laughs> as an attendee, if you're walking through, how many people actually want to talk to a salesperson? Hardly any. <laughs> you want to get some yeah, information. Well, you, you want, want that to keep free going. flash drive. Yeah, that's right. You want, your, you want your giveaway. You want some information. And then you want to keep moving. And so if my only option on my virtual trade show that I'm attending is to talk to a rep. Well, I don't want to talk to a rep. I just want some information and I don't want to get into this deep conversation. And so if you are replicating as, as if you're putting on one of these shows, and if you're trying to replicate the show, like Ben said, you're, you're going to miss, you're going to miss, you're not going to be a, as effective as you can be. And you're going to lose your audience because they don't want to talk to you but they will engage if they are engaged. And I love the idea of the, uh, the virtual trade show. It wasn't family feud, by the way, was it? I mean, I mean it was, game it was, show, not trade show game. It show. was, it was comparable, but it was not family feud. No, we, <laughs> we couldn't quite get the licensing for that one. That was too expensive, <laughs> but that, but that's an awesome way. And you got vendors involved. So you, you went outside of just the company you, you reached out and you got some vendors, you, you gave away prizes, you made it a fun experience. And I'm guessing that is something that people haven't seen before. Or if they have, this was probably a, a notch or two better than what they had experienced in the past. So fantastic. Uh, any, other, uh, any other ideas beyond a, a, a game show, other tips on, on really engaging? Sure. So a lot of the, the partners that we work with, uh, their marketing department is one or two people, right? So the, the, the partner that we, we worked with to create the game show, they had uh, more flexibility in terms of, uh, you know, resources and, and kind of work time that they were able to put into it. But a lot of the partners that we work with, with with smaller marketing departments probably wouldn't be able to pull something like that off, right? So they think in their mind, oh, I hear that they've done a game show and I've just completely tuned it out, right? Well, one of the one of the best opportunities for uh, you know the one to two person marketing staff is to craft messages, right? You can go live from your phone now. There's nothing stopping you from getting on Facebook or getting on LinkedIn or getting on Twitter, pushing a button and going live and talking to your audience. So a lot of the times we hear people come up with these excuses. Well, oh, we don't have magic lower thirds. We don't have cool graphics. We don't have video. And yes, 
that tends to make a little bit more engaging video for the user. But there, there's nothing stopping you from, from hopping on for five minutes, talking directly to your distributors, talking directly to your salespeople. Make a video you know, with your phone, hop on a podcast. Like, I mean, like we're doing right now, it's, it's, it's not as technologically challenging as people think it is. And you know, a lot of time, uh, again, especially in B2B, uh, people put that mental block up where, to where they convince themselves that they can't do something or that they can't have a Super Bowl commercial or they can't do a game show or they can't have a live broadcast because they think that it's unattainable. Uh, and technology has enabled us uh, as as an industry really to do a lot of the things that we weren't able to do even two or three years ago at a cost that's very, very affordable. That is so true with the the technology. It, can, it continues to get better. And there's so many amazing free resources in the, as far as free website tools, free online tools, broadcast tools. Zoom, which has become the standard for the online meeting space, continues to add more and more capabilities in their free platform. I mean, completely zero cost. And there's a lot more that continue to come up uh, like that. It's great stuff. It's just great stuff yeah. and, and really, really hits home. Like you said, it, it doesn't have to break the bank. Uh, it's, the technology is really leveling the playing field where the, some of the technology that is being used by the bigger guys is also very accessible to some of the smaller companies as well. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things we talked about earlier was kind of some of those core principles and, and think about it from an educational standpoint, right? One of the things that we do at MarketScale is, is we want our partners to educate uh, their industry, educate their uh, employees, educate their distributors, salespeople, things like that. You know, and if you go back and you actually boil it down, right? So say I want to do a broadcast with my phone, structure it in a way that's informative to them. It's engaging for them. Let them ask questions. There's live Q&A functions that you can have. Uh, at a large scale or on a small scale, or whether that's through LinkedIn or whether that's through Facebook, Twitter, et cetera. But there are opportunities to have similar pieces of content that are engaging, that are educational, that are inspirational, that you know really are communicating the messages that you want to communicate as a marketer, uh, you know, or as a salesperson, or as anybody else in the company with a message that they want to give to uh, their audience. The tools are there. The tools are there. Be engaging, and for the one thing that I've, I've heard, I, and I have had a, a couple of a uh, couple of companies more closer to the medium size, and, and maybe it, it's just because they're a little bit bigger. They're afraid to go live. They're they they feel that their message has to be more perfect. That they're they're the unknowns of going live. How many people are going to show up? Or is is anybody going to ask questions? Is it, are we going to be engaging? And then they, they tend to fall back on old, tired video or things that just aren't that engaging. What would you say to, to companies like that? They're just kind of, they're afraid to go live. Yeah, that's, that's actually an objection that we get pretty regularly. Uh, one of our partners who's a, who's a large IoT and 5G provider uh, had that objection. Uh, and then, you know, we, we said, okay, what are your goals? What are your objectives? What are things you want to communicate? And well, we landed on well, why don't we just pre-tape this thing? You know, there were, there were three or four presenters and, and we pre-taped it. We allowed them to communicate exactly what they wanted to communicate. But then we had them hop in the chat live and moderate and answer some of the questions that were coming in. That's, that's I'll call it a little bit of a safety net uh, for somebody who's got a little bit of hesitancy to go live, right? So we'll pre-tape it and then you can air it live and then have your moderators, have, you know, your marketers uh, and you know any other staff that you want in the chat, just answering questions, responding back to things, sending out product links, 
and it was a very effective uh, broadcast for them. They did they did forty thousand views, uh, and it's it's something that they now is is one of their highest viewed pieces on LinkedIn. Um, but we were able to accommodate that because you know, like you said, that objection will happen. People are a little bit afraid of going live, uh, but don't let that stop you. Pre-tape it, and you can air it. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all those platforms allow that functionality. A uh, platform that we use is called Brand Live. It's an enterprise tool that uh, that we use for all of our live broadcasts and all of our live events. But it allows you to do the same kind of thing. Pre-tape the show and then just play it back. And then, you know, the, the audience doesn't know. The audience really doesn't know the difference. Uh, so it's a, it's a great way to, to make sure you're communicating exactly what you want to communicate. A lot of times people will be afraid to go live. They'll be afraid to mess up. Uh, and that gives them that safety net. That is a great tip. That is a great tip. Uh, so for anyone who's scared out there <laughs> to, uh, that you're going to mess up, you're going to flub up, you're going to screw it up. And I, and I believe that uh, even from a, for a small business uh, that you're afraid that you might just have this one chance. You know, I, I think people are more forgiving today, especially with all the people going live. We, we flub up our lines. We, we, we mess up our words. We have stumble over our words. But maybe doing that, that pre-recorded video, getting it to where you feel good about it, doing it as a live, and then being there live in the chat. So it gives that real, true live uh, appearance and gives people that, that engagement that they really need. and gives your company the engagement with your customers uh, using that video that you feel real comfortable with. That's fantastic. So Absolutely. And I'll, I'll kind of give you this, too. I, I come from a, a cable news TV production background as well. A good chunk of the content that you see on primetime TV, especially on your cable news channels, are actually pre-recorded. Uh, whether that's because availability was limited for a high-profile guest, they needed to pre-tape something, pre something earlier in the day, somebody had a soccer game they had to go to, a good chunk of that content is pre-recorded. So, uh, you know, hey, you're just doing what cable news does at that point, and it works <laughs> for them, so I don't know why it wouldn't work for you. Excellent. Excellent point and uh, great advice. So, so think about that. This, this is being used by the big hitters. So you should be able to, to do this as well, but give live a try, give live a try live broadcast, whether that is a, a video recording or, uh, or this it's actually you going live, you know, like Ben said, grab your phone, have, have your talking points ready, go live. And you know, he gave that example. Some of the biggest engaging most number of likes most number of uh, views from the live broadcast from those live streams so use it and try it out ben you mentioned uh you mentioned your platform brand live tell us a little bit more about that sure so brand live really at its core uh, is a conglomerate of different uh event offerings and, and interactivity offerings. So there's a live video element. There's an element that includes uh, quizzing and polling. There's also an element that includes live chat, uh, you know, downloadable elements, analytics, all that. But one of the things that we like most about it is that it's actually an HTML based platform. So we're able to actually embed a lot of the elements that are already on people's existing websites. Uh, and then we can embed that entire page onto, onto the, the partner's website. So we're able to replicate an experience that's almost identical for uh, the end user where they can click in and they won't actually know that that page is not part of their website. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that we really like it. I mean, you can, you can find, you know, live video providers, you can find comment providers, things like that kind of, kind of on your own and, and you can aggregate those. There's no problem with that. But you know, what we've seen a lot of success with, with, with brand live is, 
the flexibility with the analytics, the data, obviously the HTML coding base, but you know, it's, it's a very reliable platform for us. It, it runs off of the IBM uh, cloud video player. Uh, and it's, it's something that, that is really enterprise and it's, it's something that we recommend just about all of our partners. So who would be the, the sweet spot for you for a brand live? What, what size company uh, or is it all companies? It really, it really, really is all companies, right? So uh, we, we try very hard, uh, specifically at market scale, to uh, make sure that your dollar goes as far as possible, right? So we actually uh, resell uh, licenses of brand live, but we actually help our partners onboard and we help them build custom courses and we help them build, uh, you know, custom layouts and themes and things like that to where, you know, it saves them a lot of time on the front end. One of the biggest expenses that you'll see in a B2B company, especially in the marketing space that, that doesn't do a lot of, uh, content creation is actually staffing. So time saving time for a B2B company and specifically a marketing firm really is one of the keys, right? People have money that they can spend. There, there's not a, a ton that's cost prohibitive right now, but saving people time, saving people man hours is one of the reasons that, that uh, we provide the services that we provide at market scale. And we believe that brand live is a great solution for that. Fantastic. So what we're going to have to do is put a link to, to brand live in, in the, uh, the show notes. So, so if anyone's interested in finding out more, we'll make sure there's a link in there for that. All right. So Ben, with market scale, you're working with some of the biggest brands in the world. And, and obviously everyone had to shift a little bit or a lot would, uh, when this pandemic started, tell us about what market scale is doing today. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of lead with this. Uh, market scale really actually didn't shift our philosophy that much when coronavirus hit. This is something that we've been poised for, for a while. Uh, our three core values at market scale are to educate inform, and inspire both our audiences and our partners uh, with the content that we create both as, as a publication uh, and the content that we create for our partners. So our approach is a little bit different uh, as, a, as a marketing firm than a traditional marketing slash advertising firm that you might see. That's it's a little bit more product focused. It's a little bit more sales focused. We believe very heavily in the impact of thought leading content. Uh, what do I mean by that? Well, uh, I, I mean educational content that furthers the industry, right? We want, we want to have conversations like this uh, with, our, with our partners, and we want them to post that um, you know, on their podcasts and on their own channels. We want them to be able to have a conversation that continues to elevate the industry and inform the industry to the point where they become trusted industry leaders, and people organically are coming to them for information. And you know, through that, you're going to sell more products, you're going to have more uh, sales leads, things like that. Uh, but that's one of the things that we really subscribe to and, and the data is there and, and that proves uh, kind of our method. Market scale as a whole believes in owning your own channels. So whether that's owning your own podcast channels, owning your own live broadcast channels, uh, you know, owning your own video channels, things like that to where you own the data, you own the information. You're not bound by uh, a Facebook privacy policy, right? Facebook lost, you know, a massive chunk of their advertisers recently because of one privacy policy restriction that, that somebody didn't like. So you're with a lot of those platforms, you're bound by what that platform will and won't allow. When you own your channels, you control your messaging, you control your branding, you're able to customize a lot more uh, and not be bound to some of those traditional channels. So that, that really for us is, is, is kind of our core passion, right? We want people to create thought leading content. We want them to own their channels that they distribute it on. Uh, and like I said, the data is there. It proves that it's successful. Uh, and that's why we continue to push it. And that's why we've, we've been successful through the coronavirus pandemic, because a lot of our partners 
uh, subscribe to that vision with us. Uh, and, you know, they've had success. Their numbers are gone, have gone up. Their numbers are, are higher because they're uh, more poised to, to deal with something like this. Just outstanding. And I love that. Educate, inform, and inspire. That's something every company should be uh, looking to do more of and do more effectively. So if anyone's out there who's listening and you're like, I love the opportunity or I love the idea of owning my own channel. What does that mean to you? Market scale may be the perfect partner for you. So Ben, tell us what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Best way to get in touch with me specifically, you can just email me directly at ben.thomas at marketscale.com. If you want to learn more about us uh, as a company or view our publications, you can go to marketscale.com. Uh, see what we're about. See some of the podcasts that we do, the live broadcasts, the videos that we do. Uh, you know, they're all things that we're really, we're really proud of. We've won, uh, you know, a large number of awards for it. So the content level uh, quality is very, very high. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're just a passionate company who wants to elevate the conversation in B2B. Uh, we're not, uh, we're not the, the traditional ad agency who's going to uh, do everything we can to just get you in and out the door. We want to help elevate you. We want to help elevate you as a thought leader. Uh, we want to elevate your brand and elevate your channels. So uh, we, we differ a little bit, but we're, just, we're, we're more passionate about the space. And we really, really love uh, the opportunity to serve the industry that we serve and the clients that we serve. Love it. Absolutely love it. And you brought such great value today. I mean, and I want everyone make sure you're taking away some of these key points. Remember, every company is a media company. I love that. Think of it that way as you approach your next, your next uh, efforts in engaging with your customers. Find ways to differentiate yourself. In some way or another, you got to differentiate. Like he, like Ben said, you know, Oracle bought the naming rights of an, of an arena. It was a really good team at that arena, but that is how they they were able to differentiate. When talking about trade shows and going to a virtual trade show, don't just try to replicate your trade show booth online and or virtually. You're gonna miss out on on great ways of engaging with your customer and that and getting getting to engage, try going live. Try going live, whether that is by using a video or whether that is actually just picking up your phone and going live or anything in between. Try that and really, really figure out how can I best engage with my customers. So Ben, thank you so much for sharing so much great wisdom, so much great uh, nuggets of experience that you, you did to, uh, uh, to our listeners today. Greatly appreciate you taking the time. Hey, Jim, thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it, and I uh, appreciate you letting me talk about my passion. Oh, it's my pleasure. So for everybody, please uh, check out MarketScale and uh, check the show notes. I'll drop all those links into the show notes uh, for this. And if anyone is looking for more, opp more opportunities, more ideas about going virtual, check out some of our other episodes of Trade Show University. We, we dove into some of the must-dos of, of going virtual and some of the tips and tricks as well because this is uh, brand new for a lot of us. And like Ben said, for B2B, we're a little more old school, so this is really new for a lot of people and a lot of businesses. So, so check that out, and uh, we will see you at, right here on campus next time at Trade Show University. We've come to the end of this class here at Trade Show University, but we encourage you to never stop learning. We have plenty more resources and information available on our website, tradeshowu.biz. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list for exclusive insights and information to help you get your PhD in ROI. 
You'll find all this and more at tradeshowu.biz. Until next time, class dismissed.